Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for the blessing that you are to our lives, Lord, that you have saved us from darkness, Lord, and you have brought us into your wonderful light, Lord, and your life. Lord, we thank you for our partners and our listeners. We thank you for those being brought into the kingdom, Lord, and saved each and every day. God, we thank you for the joy that you give each and every one of us, Lord, and the peace that rules our hearts, God. We thank you for all that you have done for us, Lord, all that you are doing and all that you will do, Lord. We thank you for those who are in authority over us, Lord. Guide them in all truth and show them things to come by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, God. And give us this day our daily bread, Lord. We thank you for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord, and we forgive others if we have ought against them, Lord. And we just thank you for the restoration and the replenishing that you share and lovingly apply to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And, well, we're still in chapter 7. We're going to be re-reading verses 9 through 16. But before we get into that, the word that is, I would just like to thank everyone that continues to partner with this ministry by liking the episodes, by subscribing on this and any number of the platforms where you find a day of prayer, and then by sharing the platforms with others so they can, they too can learn and grow, not just in knowledge of, but most importantly in relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, as that's what matters, and that's who we are going to stand on. That is the rock that we can stand on both now and at the end times. So, Amen. It's, it's a vitally important. So thank you for your participation in and in this ministry and then through that and also by the prayers that you continue to, to pray over us and, and then of course by you know your financial giving. It just helps this ministry com- complete what the Lord has given us to do, which is to build this house and to ensure that the gospel goes throughout the four corners of the earth. So, Thank you for partnering with us in that. We are blessed immensely, and we are keeping you in prayer as well, and praying that the Lord continue to bless you abundantly, above and beyond all you can ask or think. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. And, we ready to get into the Word? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, can I get a volunteer to read Acts 7, verses 9 through 16, please? I will. All right, Charles. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him, and delivered him out of all his troubles, and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. 
Then Joseph sent and called his father, Jacob, and his, all his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Sheshem and laid in the tomb that Abraham brought for a sum of, sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the son, the father of Sheshem. Sorry. All right. So at this time, we are going to do what is our normal custom and open the floor up for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and, of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? I will. All right, promise? Okay, so the Lord showed me a side of first thing where it says, the first thing I said that Joseph brothers were envious. And so, the Lord reminded me of where it says out of the Bible that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the Lord is showing that that the since the devil can't bodily come into the world and do that, he has he has to other people have to allow him to use them to do that. And so the Lord is showing me that with that one of the things that the Lord is showing me that was being envious that was one of the things that the devil liked to use and so the lord reminded me of the pharisees and how it said that the, what when they're when they were jesus and said that they're envious of him and they said that he would steal away all their pe- people and then they wouldn't have anything and so the lord showing that with that, it was important for the people, for Christians to understand to understand that envy is not a part of what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is showing And so the Lord showed me that um, before this, before, before this time. And so the Lord showed me that with that, there was different divisions inside of the church and they would fight. Okay. And so the Lord showed me that what that instead of saying, okay, we all know that Jesus is Lord and that that's right. And then talking to the Lord about that, they said, this is what I believe in. So they fought over that. And so the Lord showing you that what that, with knowing what the devil comes to do, all, all the things that align with that is what creates a division. Okay, so are you trying to or relating that to Joseph and his brothers? Yes, letting strife and jealousy come between them and dissensions and envy and every other thing. Yes. Okay. So then, how do we combat that? How do we, as believers, as Christians, not allow that to rise up? 
And First John, there's a scripture that says where you te- that tells them to test every spirit. Or at least I think it's First John. Okay. <clears throat> so are you saying that in relation to not giving the enemy a foothold? Because in what you were saying, you mentioned that the devil can't get in and allow that to happen in, in your life without you first giving him a place or a foothold, right? Yes. So is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. What else? Um, that's a good first step. Uh, let me read First Corinthians 3, verse 3, and see if this, this helps you, son. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are not, you're still not able, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, you are not carnal and behaving, I'm sorry, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Is that what you were referencing? Yes. The, the, the sons of Jacob, Jacob's name was changed to Israel, were the beginnings of the um, Israel as we know them today. Well, Abraham is the father. He was not a Jew in that sense. He wasn't Israel in that sense. He was the, the beginning, beginning part of that, right? But yes. God changed Jacob's name to Israel. And then these are the patriarchs and they were moving forward. So they are still the people of God, even though they are the beginnings of that. This is before the Mosaic law was given, but they still knew who God was and they still knew how to carry themselves because their, their father knew he understood and he taught his children. Um, now they should have chosen to love each other as brothers. Versus competing with each other, versus being made, be, making themselves available to the adversary to cause strife and division among them. So you're making a correlation between the people of God, even though these were the early people of God before the 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 Mosaic Law was um, written out and and passed to the people. They still should have operated in love, the love of God towards each other, and and that would have um, suited them better than what they were working in. Is that right? Is that what you were trying to say? Yes. Okay. Keep going. And so, originally when I was talking to Laura about that, I originally thought it was a small thing, and then the Laura reminded me of before. Sorry, not before. During the 16, 16, 7, sorry, 16, 17, 1500s and how countries would fight over religions. Well, sir, that, that's happened almost as old as the earth as people have fought over different religions and what they believe. Right. But those wars certainly are more publicized in history, Absolutely. especially in American history. So. Yes. So continue. And how, because they didn't talk, they didn't understand that they're looking about what what they believed rather than 
scooter serving what he wanted. So they were worshiping their own idea of what God wanted versus worshiping the creator himself. And, and what he actually wants, which their is own. what, sir? What does he actually want? I'd say that, that nobody would enter into hell, that everybody would enter into hell. Yes, but what does he want from you? Your heart? You shall love the a Lord your God with, with all your... What? Heart, soul, mind, strength. Okay, the heart is first. But then it also says in the New Testament that he jealously yearns for what he's put in you. The spirit that he's put in you. Right? Yes. Okay. So everything he's put in you he desires to be reciprocated back to him. It's he who gave it to you first, right? Yes. You didn't get it, snatch it, acquire it for yourself and say, look at all these talents that I have. He put it in you first so that you could use it for him and his glory. I mean, but you do bring up a, a great point on as far as combating the our own fleshly desires, right? And, and I say that because Stefan here is giving a history lesson to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. Well, what did it say towards the end of chapter 6? And all who sat in the council looking Sorry, steadfastly. Sorry, middle, middle of the chapter. And a great, in verse 7, chapter 6, verse 7, a great many of the priests... That would be Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, would it not? Yes. yes. That was the priesthood. Well, they were coming to the faith. So there's divisions even in and amongst themselves. And now you're seeing it just as a result of obedience to the Lord. So are they going to devour each other? Maybe. And maybe they look for an outside source or entity. Right? One that resembles yes. Christ, as we've been reading and examining here. Didn't the charges not sound exactly like Christ? Yes. Okay, so so you're seeing someone who is walking in the same spirit and manner that Christ is, seeing him glorified through Stephen, right? Yes. And, well, the charges are all the same. So, what did, what did the Lord say? If they treated the master in this way, did you expect it was going to be different? And yes, that's that's the paraphrased version mm. of that verse. But it makes the point, does it not? You are yes. not above your master. Exactly. But it is servant is not above the master. In the same manner as your master. Exactly. It's something to be desired and um, appreciated, respected. Mm-hmm. To be counted worthy is uh, the apostle. I mean, the apostles said, "I make disciples and apostles." <laughs> so, right, which is why when they were beaten, they rejoiced that they were that they shared in the same marks that Christ had. Right, they yes. were counted worthy of the same treatment. Mm-hmm. So, as further evidence or fruit, 
thereof by doing the will of the Lord. Does that make sense, sir? Yes. Okay. Did you have something else? No. Okay. Anyone else? I do. All right, Layla. I want to take a quick look at um, Joseph for a second. And it said, but God was, this is um, the last half of verse 9 and verse 10. But God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now, it's just something interesting, um, an interesting aspect of the Lord. When he gives you favor, he also gives you the proper instruction on how to use it. It's not just here, uh, use it how you want to. I'm going to bless it, sprinkle Jesus dust on it. His dad caused it, it would actually be sawdust because he was a carpenter. But he instructs us how he wants that favor that he bestowed upon us to be used so that the maximum effect can be reached and um, maximum harvest, if you will, can be acquired. If we go fumbling through life, it's uh, you had favor, sure, but it's not the same as if you had done and hit the mark each and every time and got the fullness and experienced the fullness as well. Um because Joseph walked with God, his family was blessed. His natural family, like Jacob and his brothers, were able to come. And the whole earth was saved because it was in famine. He was the one that Egypt had the grain. And another aspect in it, um, with God being with him, God said that he would never leave us or forsake us. He said that to David. And David counted on that like clockwork. He was muttering in his sleep, God's with me, God's for me. So we should be doing the same thing. Now, that doesn't mean he will co-sign on sin. He absolutely will not. But if you're walking with him, guaranteed he's there to back you up. And so is the rest of heaven. God gives us grace. Oh, go ahead. So isn't that the scripture? Seek first the, the kingdom, kingdom yes, and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. That's exactly what Joseph was seeking. Which is exactly what Moses, or sorry, Abraham was seeking. Right? Yes. And we talked about the will of the Lord and his plan and his covenant, right? That he would be your God and you would be his servant or his people, right? Yes. As opposed to saying you're his person, right? And then yes. whatever he asks you to do, there's some difficulty in hearing, let alone doing, right? Yes. That was uh, an issue for the people of Israel in the wilderness, yes? Yes. And, and there's more we can go into, and we will, um, as we continue to go through this, right? But for all the patriarchs here that Stefan is describing and giving the history lesson on, they all sought the Lord's, Lord's will first, and everything. Were they perfect? Absolutely not. But because their heart was to be pleasing to the Lord, because he was their God, and they obeyed everything he said, right? Yes. And yes, we're about to get to Moses, and a lot of the covenant gets put to the Ten Commandments, right? Yes. But Abraham didn't have Ten Commandments to follow. Joseph didn't have Ten Commandments to follow. Okay, but they still were given a covenant, and the covenant was for them and their children and their children's children and the generations after them, which was that God would be their God and that they 
all the descendants, would be his people. They would be obedient to his voice. And, and that's in Exodus 19. Um, and we can go over that um, when we get into Moses. But to listen to his voice. To that's, God's voice. To God's voice. Mm-hmm. That's what he commanded, of commands of uh, everyone, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And Jesus made it very plain. And he said, if you love me, you'll do what I command you. You are my friends if you what? Do the will of my Father. Obey my commands. So, it matters. It's of great importance. And it's not just what he's written down for us. Because where's the relationship in that? And why would we need a Holy Spirit if we are not... And, and by that I mean because of the role of the Holy Spirit, which, yes, is to empower us, but he also takes directly from the Father and discloses it to us. If there was no relationship, why would we need that active disclosing? And the Holy Spirit is not just, he doesn't come to empower us to do whatever we want. It's not like we, we fell into a secret vatagoo and we turned into Spider-Man or something like that. The Holy Spirit is here to do our will. No, no, no. He empowers us to do the will of the to Father. To complete the Father's that will. Is, that is something very separate and distinct, but should be at the forefront we're here to do the will of the father and yes god wants to bestow good blessings and good gifts on us but i would venture to say that human flesh has no idea what blessing actually looks like has no idea how to generate a thought of what it means but that only comes from the father and being connected Mm -hmm. divinely with him because we remember back in um, genesis where the lord said that the heart of man is only continually evil or continually wicked Mm-hmm. So that's what comes out of human flesh is wickedness, not um, joy and pleasures in the presence of God. So the good ideas do come from Jesus, so we can trust him even to do that. And and then, yes, another point you brought up was how even when Joseph was in trouble, sold off into captivity, and even had captors, right, which were foreigners that worshipped other gods and all those things, right? Yes. What What is the verse? When our ways are pleasing to the Lord, He will cause even our enemies to be at peace with us. Even our enemies will be at peace. Did we not see that in Joseph's life? Yes. Yeah, I just um, was going to say, you know, there's there's a lot here in each individual um, biblical character. Mm -hmm. It's referenced to this entire section. Amen. Um, and of course, I wasn't here for the last uh, five episodes, um, so I may have missed some things. But um, you know, there's while we look at this in individual section, there's also uh, to me it it seems that uh, Stefan was trying to create a contrast here, and that contrast would be that throughout history, as man is being led by God, he has a tendency to think he understands how it's all going to unfold. And here's the Pharisees and the religious leaders trying to hold fast to their belief, specifically uh, moreover the way they want to see the law carried out and mandated upon people and oppress people with it. And here's this contrast of how people who have had to walk by faith, seemingly in times of when everything wasn't lining up 
the way it was supposed to. And so I think that contrast that Stefan is showing here is like, hey, you guys, you think you got it. But let's go back and look all the way back. There's a lot of people who thought they had it, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And they didn't have it. And now we've come into the unfolding yet again, the unfolding of God's unending plan. And in some ways, not fully discoverable plan, right? There's enough that we know for us to have, but I don't, you know, there's never going to be the fullness of all that revealed, right? Because God is unsearchable. His plans are unsearchable. His ways are unsearchable. His thoughts are unsearchable. And so I think, I think this section in general, the whole, this whole chapter 7 almost, Absolutely. is that contrast to them to see that. Certainly there's a lot to, to think about with Joseph here. And mm-hmm. um, I did want to make reference. There's a book uh, by Nick, Nick Ripkin and um, Greg Lewis called The Insanity of God. Our common friend Tom Noon had uh, encouraged me to read that. And... Um, the interesting thing, uh, one, one thing that was drawn from that was that um, the oppression of the Chinese church is, in fact, what has caused it to grow. Um, so many people get thrown in jail, and jail has actually become seminary, where, the, yes. where the wise Amen. old saints are. So these young pastors who feel bold to speak up, they get thrown in jail. is actually exactly what they need because now they're around all the wise old Christians who guide and direct them. And when they get out of jail, they become more powerful than they ever were before because there is no seminary. Mm-hmm. In China, so they're 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 being jailed. Leads them. Joseph here, right. you know, spent time in jail. He was a he was a arrogant little young buck there, you know. And you're, you're all, <laughs> all going to bow down. And you know, I, and God <laughs> used that to humble him, and and God used that to bring him wisdom, and God used that to develop experience for him, and all to to carry that forth as an individual section. But uh, again, I just I keep looking at this, just thinking like Stephen's trying to get them to see. Wake up! Your thoughts are not right. And, and we've seen this throughout all of our mm-hmm. genealogy. Absolutely. Amen. It's a, it's a and great see what point. side you actually line up with. Mm-hmm. Do you look more like the brothers or do you look more like Joseph in this situation? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's for all of us. And, you know, and we're, we're coming up on time here. We're actually a little over. but So I'll just leave you with this, right? It said of Stephen that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So we know that all the words that he was speaking, he, he spoke to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, came from the Holy Spirit, right? Amen. So in Acts chapter 2, when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, right, we see lots of fruit, lots of evidence. It looked just like Jesus and his ministry. There's demons being cast out. There's people being healed. They're speaking words of wisdom and knowledge and, and all these things to everyone they come in contact with because they were willing to Put the Lord's will first. Put the Lord's will above their own. Right? And guess yes. what? That was the norm. That was the norm. We consider it as this amazing time, an amazing thing that happened. Like life must have just been perfect. Right, exactly. But no, <laughs> that that is literally how the Lord meant, is where he showed it to us, for us to live in the spirit today mm. so don't forget that and if we're not you're not seeing that in your life then seek the lord about it because he'll reveal the answer to you and the, and the answers th- and the, the answers journey, and yeah. the things that need to be uprooted from our lives that prevent the holy spirit from 
moving and flowing and using us in the fullness of how the Lord intended for us to operate in Him. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. And I mean that to encourage somebody, everybody. But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I really sense that that, that somebody needed to hear that today. So, with that, we are going to pause. And can I get a volunteer to close us in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Well, I just thank you for today and just thank you for giving us wisdom, Lord, and just giving us an opportunity to learn more about you, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us an opportunity to learn from others and to apply it to our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.